honor you this morning. And uh, I just pray, Father, that this time would be pleasing to you as we as we study your word and uh, as we focus on you uh, first thing in the morning. And uh, we give you the first and best part of our time. Um, yeah, Father, I just pray that this time would be honoring to you. Please be with us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, the psalm that I chose was Psalm 119. And uh, just going to give you, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with one Psalm 119, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on it. First of all, we know that Psalm 19 is not a Psalm of David. So most of the Psalms are Psalms of David, but this one is not. So although we don't know who the author is, we know that uh, he must be a prominent Israelite person. Mm -hmm. Who held some kind of official position such as a priest because he mentioned speaking before kings in verse 46 and uh speaking before rulers or actually uh you know he mentions dealing with rulers in verses 23 and 161. so psalm 119 is arranged by the 22 letters in the hebrew alphabet which each have eight verses Psalm 119 has 176 verses, making it the longest book in the Bible. So uh, we're not going to read the entire one Psalm 119. Um, if we were, then it would take up all our time together. So uh, what we're going to do is, uh, or what I'm going to do rather, is focus on uh, the letter He, uh, the fifth letter, which is verses 33 through 40. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and read that. So again, Psalm 19, verse 33 through 40. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, then I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law, and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life in your righteousness. So I... Uh, I grouped this song, this uh, section of Psalm 19 into three parts. So one is uh, the first section is verses 33 through 35. And the psalmist requests God to teach, give understanding and direct him in God's laws and commands. And then section two, which is verses 36 in the first part of 37, which both start with the word turn. And then uh, the second part of 37 to the end, or verse 40, uh, which are focused on protection from his enemies. So on section, the first section, if you, if we read verse 33 is teach me your decrees or laws, that actually would be incorrect because the psalmist says, teach me to follow your decrees. And there's a big difference between just listening to and following or obeying. So when you're listening to someone or reading something, 
you can make a judgment if it's something good or bad, relatable or unrelatable to you in your life. But uh, following is living by these commands. It's reshaping your life to conform with God's way instead of your way. And not just some of the time. So if we look at the way the, the author says, verse 33, he says, then I will keep them to the end. So uh, when I see that, he's all in with his answer. And it reminds me, our company was owned by a company in, out of Chicago called the Hub Group uh, <laughs> for some time. They sold us now, but, uh, but the Hub Group, the COO, which is kind of a, kind of a silly guy, but uh, one of the things that he did is he had all these little mugs and a little thing that um, I could put it on the back of my phone and it would say all in. All this stuff said all in, you know, and his statement was, are you all in for the company? And, uh, you know, I kept that little sticker on the back of my phone because I, I thought a bit about it is like, am I all in for, for, mm. for God? Am I all in for Jesus? Mm. But, um, you know, as a reflection, do we follow God's way just some of the time or all of the time? Are we mm. all in? Mm. So uh, the author doesn't just ask God to teach him his ways, but mm. also ask for understanding as well in verse 34. So I believe that he asked for understanding since there's situations that arise where following God's will is not always clear cut and spelled out. Society's views, cultural bias, family backgrounds, and other things can cloud our judgment in certain situations on determining what's right and wrong. We need our thoughts to be God's thoughts, to hate the perverted and evil ways that God hates. So as it says in verse 104, I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Hmm. So it makes me think of those uh, popular bracelets that kids were wearing at one time that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? Do you remember that? So uh, the psalmist ends this verse with, and obey it, or God's commands, with all my heart. So uh, I, I take I stop and reflect a moment at that part. When was the last time that I did anything with all my heart? Mm. When's the last time you did anything with all your heart? Maybe it's a time that you made a confession or vow to your spouse, or maybe maybe you haven't said that at all. Maybe you haven't thought about it. But whenever I read the phrase "with all my heart." I stop to wonder what that would look like for me. What would be different about my life if I gave God all my heart all the time? Would it be any different from today? In verse 35, the author asked the Lord to direct him in the path of the Lord's commands. When I read the word path, I believe he's talking about his future. So the plea is for God to help him follow God's commands so that the rest of his life would be good and just and honoring to the Lord. And the author asks us not just to honor the Lord, but by doing this, he finds delight, as it says at the end of the verse. The delight, I believe, is twofold. One, the psalmist knows that he's honoring God with his life, which gives him a sense of fulfillment and purpose. And two, that he's doing what exactly what he should be doing 
in the eternal creator and, and heavenly father's eyes, which is both right and pleasing to God. So we'll skip on to the second section, uh, which are uh, verses 37, uh, excuse me, 36 and 37. So the psalmist starts both verses with the word turn. So uh, the middle part of the eight verses in this section is Psalm 119 is a bit of a confession. Uh, the author focuses on his folly both inwardly and outwardly. Inwardly, he examines his heart and finds that he at times is still pursuing his own selfish gain. But don't all of us seek to do better for ourselves? I believe when he mentions selfish gain, he's talking about putting himself in his position or reputation above God's will. These might be times when he's tempted to compromise his faith a little bit and to get good with people or to conform to socially acceptable standards that may not be in line with God's commands. Or these might just be times where people's praise and attention is so focused on the man or on him that God starts to slowly fade away somewhere in the background. These situations make him reflect on who is he honoring? Who's he really honoring, God or himself? Outwardly, he examines his pursuit of worthless things that he's chasing after. Okay, so food and shelter and things that supply our basic needs are definitely not worthless. So the worthless things that he mentions, I believe, are things that he puts before God. So these are things that people get so focused on that they start to become idols. Although we don't actually bow down on our knees and worship them, we have our own kind of worship and that they dominate our thoughts and sometimes even our lifestyles. Plain and simple, these things take our focus away from God. If you put something before God, then given a choice between this idol and God, you would lean toward choosing this idol and compromising your faith with excuses. But this is so common in human nature, and I think the psalmist knows that. He asked the Lord to turn his eyes away from these things, so he's not even taking the time to look at them. In the end, he knows that these hold no value and therefore are worthless because they distract him from his relationship with the Lord. In the end, he knows that only his faith really matters. When he's laying on his deathbed, as it says in Job 121, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. So what kind of worthless things do you and I chase after? Hmm. So uh, the last section, section three, starts with the latter part of verse 37, which starts with preserve my life. The same statement also appears again at the latter part of verse 40, and in later verses in Psalm 119 that we're not going to study today. So uh, verse 39 also mentions taking away uh, possible disgrace. So we can see that this, the author is being persecuted from his enemies. Near the end of Psalm 119, uh, the psalmist or author calls on God much, much more for deliverance. So who are his enemies? Although we don't know much about them, we can gather some information from other verses. So in verses 23 and 161, they're described as rulers. Hmm. So we can conclude that these people are important positions with power. Hmm. 
in verses 51 and 69 are described as the arrogant and they both mock and slander the author and smear him with lies and, and quote unquote they're also described as wicked in verses 95 and 110 and are waiting to destroy him so it's likely that the author stands apart from them because he delights in God's commands and that has somehow made him an object of their personal attacks against him. So the author of this psalm is not only asking for understanding and instruction in God's ways, but is also asking for protection and deliverance from his enemies who are a real danger to him. In verse 38, he calls to the Lord to fulfill your promise to him or to the author so that he may see the Lord's saving acts, which will help him reaffirm that the Lord is God and has power and authority over all things. Even despite such harsh, harsh persecution, the psalmist in verse 40, amid his cries for deliverance, recognizes how he yearns for God's laws and commands. No matter what comes his way, no matter how dark the skies get, or how terrible the storm rages around him, he knows that he will always be a child of God. He will strive to honor his eternal father with his life, no matter what happens. So to sum up this uh, section of 119 up or the letter he, we see the outpouring of the spirit of someone who looks up to God in reverence and humility, but also would trust as he asks for guidance and protection. Uh, this is a person who understands that the things of this world are nothing compared with his relationship with God and someone who has committed his life to honoring God, even at the cost of persecution and his own reputation, maybe even his own life. His heart and his life bottle a beautiful offering to the Lord for us or a uh, quote-unquote living sacrifice as it says in Romans 12 1 so what kind of offering do our lives reflect hmm. let's pray hmm. Heavenly Father as we uh, as we just uh, study your word about uh, the attitude of someone that is is just uh, seems to be just such a a great and, and faithful servant, uh, a great Christian, a great child. Father, I just pray, Lord, that uh, you would help us really just to uh, to reflect. And uh, even uh, early this morning, Father, I just pray that you would help us to to reflect on your word and, and uh, how we can honor you with our lives uh, like this person has. And uh, I just pray, Father, that... Uh, you would just help us with this deep understanding, Father, that uh, you would just plant these words in our hearts and help us, Lord, not just to to read your word and, and uh, to hear it and, and agree and nod and say, yeah, that is good, but uh, really to, to own it, uh, really to have these, these words change us, uh, change our lives, change who we are. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you would just uh, use us in this world that doesn't know you, Father, that uh, you would shine your light through us to this uh, dark world. We praise you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank